we were meant to do morning, but I was meant to be at a casting this morning. But yesterday I had a shoot and I've done something to my shoulder. Right. I woke up this morning and I was like, I, I can't move. <laughs> There's no way I'm making it to that casting. So uh, In Conversation has been set up um, with the magazine. It's just a chance for me to talk to you and for you to explain, uh, yeah, how you've got started, what, what it's like in the industry and give you give us some insight into uh, what, when, when, how, how the images were created. Um, uh, but if we go from the start, um, how long how long have you been modelling for? So I signed with Shador literally a week before the first lockdown. Right. So not long at all. I still feel like I'm so new to it. Well, I am. But like, if you're looking at it from a perspective of like years, it's been like two and a bit years. But it hasn't actually, like, I think it's, it actually felt real to me about a year ago when things, not even that, maybe less, when things actually started happening because we weren't doing anything. I feel like there's a lot of us lockdown babies that got signed, <laughs> um, mm. but um, we weren't doing anything over lockdown. And like the only things that they could send us on was it was all limited and I was really scared to even take on those like shoots and tests because I was living with my parents and my dad's extremely high risk. So the slightest thing, I was like, no, no, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I only did like one shoot over lockdown and that was my first ever job. And that was, um, it was a hair shoot. So that was yeah that was the only thing I did did you do any of the sort of FaceTime ones or anything like that yeah yeah I did one of them yeah How yeah did you find it was it? um it was quite weird because in <laughs> my parents house there's like no natural light it was it's awful it's so dark in there and we were like trying to find the best spot and stuff and I ended up using like one of their plants or something to balance my phone <laughs> and then I had to like move their bed because they had a really good window and they, they have a huge bed and I was trying to move it and it was just it was nice for the experience because the guy was lovely the photographer was lovely but it was so weird it's so different to like actual shoots and like obviously you can't really get the quality you get in from a professional camera so yeah I think yeah. I think especially like I say, is it being with it being like early days? Um yeah. I think it's it's kind of tricky to sort of like by that point, like I say, you you got started um just before the start of lockdown. What did you have had you done much that was a lot of agency sign, had you done much modeling before then or was that was that the kind of first yeah. first concept? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually um it all started on Instagram and then they were like, Oh, can you come into the office for a casting? And I went into the office and I remember I looked at other agencies just in case like it didn't go well with your door. And we, my parents live in Swindon. So that's about a three hour drive from Manchester. And I went there with my dad. And I was like, okay, so if it doesn't go well with your door, at least I know there's other agencies there so we can have a look whilst we're there. So it was mm -hmm. the first time I ever drove up to Manchester. 
and it went really well with Shador. I met um, Sam, which is the, the director, one of them. And she was quite lovely and she was like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you the contract and everything and we can go from there. And we had one meeting like the next week with, I think it was like 10 of us that all got signed at the same time. And then it was like, okay, we're going into lockdown. And that was it. Haven't seen them since, I don't think. Yeah. In person. So. So what was that? What yeah. was that first? Yeah, that first year. Like, I think you said you had like one shoot. Um, the uh, was it really tough or was it kind of nothing to base on so it's really hard to sort of how, how was it really well um I think because I'm a student I don't this isn't like my it's not that it's not my priority but it's not like I I have to rely on this I have to at the moment I have to focus on my degree because I'm a I'm a finalist so it's hitting hard mm. um but um yeah I think it was it was quite weird because obviously you go into it thinking oh my gosh everything's gonna happen and even if like I don't make it I'm still gonna get an experience of some sort and there was just nothing it was so weird it was nothing because I know some models that obviously had the experience or obviously had a following on Instagram or TikTok or whatever they were able to carry on doing modeling from home mm -hmm. and it wasn't the same for us because obviously we had no experience so I don't really blame the brands for not getting in touch with us and stuff so yeah it was it was quite weird for the whole year and I didn't even I didn't tell anyone I told my partner at the time and obviously my parents but um people would only find out if they actually looked on my profile on Instagram. So obviously we had to put like actual door models, but that's literally it. That's all I did. <laughs> that vlog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was it. And then people would look at it and be like, what's that on your Instagram? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just had like, oh, coming soon or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pending. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pending till the end, at the end of pandemic. So when, yeah, when, well, when that, um, I mean, let's say it's still not over yet that day, but it's, it's obviously eased off a lot more. And after that first year, things did ease off and things were opening up a bit more. Um, well, I, I mean, we're going to go through some of them. There's quite a few, like some of the like, big brands who shot with as well. So did, when things opened up, did it, how was it? Was it a steady kind of thing, stuff coming through or did you just, well, there's loads of stuff coming in there. So I remember with Shador, when we had that first like introduction meeting, they were quite big on like your portfolio is like the most important thing so while we appreciate you can't like spend thousands of pounds because paid shoots I didn't know I, I knew nothing when I started I didn't even know I could I could do it that's why initially I started because I was speaking to somebody and my whole life I heard oh my gosh you're really tall because I'm really tall for a girl at least and they're like, oh my gosh, you should be a model. Da, 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 da. And ever since we moved to the UK, I had Barbies, I had Vogue, I had like all the, the girly things. And everything I saw was skinny, white, blonde, like no one looked like me. So I was like, I, I don't fit into this. Like I have one factor. I have the height. That is it. And then I was speaking to somebody and I was only 19, 20, yeah. And they were like, well, 
what if you get to like 50 and you question yourself and you're like well I never even tried it so so why like what if so I just literally went up to Manchester and I was like okay like if it's meant to happen it's gonna happen I literally had no hopes and then once we started getting like the portfolio kind of built because it doesn't happen overnight because it is expensive like you can do free ones but they're not sometimes they're not as good as the what you pay for the images I mean and as soon as we started to build on that is when the clients kind of started to appear at first it was uh, (laughs) I've constantly through such a change my hair was like down to my bum and then it's now it's just really short and then I had a fringe at some point and my book is just like all over the place but that was when it just started really it was everything started to open back up and at first it was the tests it wasn't like it wasn't really work it was mainly just for my book and then as soon as we had like some images that's when the clients started to come in and it was it just happened it felt like it happened really fast yeah it wasn't like a steady okay one two it just kind of went okay no you're doing this this day and then this that day and then can you go here I'm like yeah mm -hmm." and then it's uni so I took all of December and January off well mid-December and I, I just literally did nothing I just had my exams and every single email I'd get I'd be like no 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 sorry because I can't do it exam stress for final year was too much so yeah yeah well I think um yeah I think like prioritizing the exams and I mean like I said that's stressful enough as it is so yeah I think yeah at least at least you've managed to kind of balance the two um and you mentioned there you're saying about some of the early tests and you said about like your longer hair I think that can take us into the first image as well um that was the one I was going to talk about that's where you got the white jumper on um and was that so when how long ago was that was that one of the earlier ones um that was with lucas i can't pronounce his second name i'm not gonna botch it (laughs) (laughs) but he was yeah it was one of my first ever paid shoot was with tamilla um i can't pronounce her second name either (laughs) but she she was lovely she was really really nice and she she's all on um natural light so I had no studio lights with her or anything it was in her apartment in London and it was lovely and obviously I had no idea what I was doing but um she was really great and then I think he was like one of the third ones I shot with and um yeah he was he's kind of the first photographer to be like you need to focus on like your eyes you need to like actually express what you're feeling and like what I want to capture with your eyes so obviously you don't realize like you look at an image of a model and you're like okay she's just like she's just sitting there when in reality if you're just sitting there and you're not focusing on what you're doing you just look dead (laughs) but he was like no you need to to do this and he gave me so many like tips that I actually focus on now um and that was the first time I think that I had because he 
I think it's his girlfriend, is the stylist that he works with. So that was the first time I was like, so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not going to fit into like normal, generic, like six to eight sizes of like Zara models because my hips, my hips are really wide. And I fit into the clothes and I, I just remember going home like, well, it actually went well, like it was fine. And then I looked at the images and I was like, oh, I see what he means now. Because obviously the images I got back from that shoot are quite different because obviously how he was directing the shoot and that's so important when it comes to, to actually working with a photographer and like feeding off the vibes that he wanted so yeah was, yeah was that that's something like so when you get the images back this was that yeah something that jumped out like say so you, you really notice a difference with how you're posing and how it's coming across yeah 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 and he doesn't just like he won't just say it he'll like he'll express himself in a way that you're like okay that's what he wants me to do and then he'll get up like pictures of other shoots for references and stuff so yeah it's a lot easier to to make it flow if the photographer is really clear on the image and like the vision board and stuff otherwise if you get there and it's like it's dragging a bit and there's like that friction then yeah it's not the greatest yeah is that is that something you prefer on a shoot then to sort of be um set up quite a bit of direction but like I said the photographer almost showing you certain poses and stuff is that something does that just make it easier to get on the same wavelength I mean now it doesn't obviously I because that was one of like the early ones I had no idea what I was doing so I appreciated that a lot so I think at the start for somebody that doesn't know what to do and stuff I think that helps them a lot especially it gives them confidence as well that mm. even though like they're new and stuff that they're, they're not just going to disregard you and stuff I don't know how to explain it but now they only do that if it's like an editorial and they need a specific pose because mm -hmm. I think I flow a lot better I don't think I'm a pro at all I, I still don't know what I'm doing but uh, <laughs> but I think it's not as um it just works a lot faster now because I'm not like tense and like you have to move your body in a specific way and that, especially because I'm tall there's it feels so weird like some of the poses that I do especially sitting down like it's not comfortable at all but then you look at the image and you're like oh okay I see what they mean like do this to create a specific shape when you look at the image but when you're actually doing it it just it's horrendous yeah well I think that's something with that just comes with like yeah the more you do it and the more shoots you've done <laughs> and like you say yeah, comparing that sure. to, yeah comparing that to early ones you you sort of see when you are doing certain poses you, you think oh this might not work we're not sure but then you kind of you, you remember that for future shoots when you go now I remember what oh yeah for sure work. yeah 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 um and do you make that was like we said about the hair's a bit longer do you miss the longer hair because now you've got a bit shorter oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't hate the short hair at all I don't I don't hate it like but I just think it's just it's just part of who I am I just miss my safety blanket and it's just I didn't tell anyone I was going to cut it because it was um Jador that suggested it mm -hmm. and I had just come back from my um exchange program for my degree 
so I was in Spain for a semester and I got back on like say a Thursday on the Friday I booked the haircut so my parents went to work came back and I walked in and they just looked at me like what have you done because <laughs> that they don't hold back at all like the the Brazilian and Italian culture they're they're quite blunt they're like why did you do that why 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 like my dad was just speechless he was like oh. and I was like it's just hair like it's fine and then I remember having a shower and usually when you wash your hair and you have long hair you like tip it over and there was just no hair I was like where is it but I do miss it but I think it changed um like my face a lot yeah was that was that changed. yeah you say like the agency sort of recommended what did they say to you was it just something for with like feels like the overall look or ever since I got signed she asked me um but I had my dad next to me so I, I think I had more confidence than she was um, <laughs> she's like would you consider getting your hair cut like no my dad looked at me like tell her no <laughs> So I was like, um, maybe the end, yes. And then um, they left it for a year and then they asked me again and they sent me pictures of the reference. And at first I didn't go with shorts. I don't know if you saw it, I didn't go, it was like here at first. And then um, I personally didn't like it because I was like, well, it's not one or the other. It's like, it's in that in-between phase. It's not short and it's not long. So I'll just cut it short. Then I went back and put it even shorter. Second heart attack for my parents and it was fine. Yeah, it's, um, just, it's one of those that yeah, it just takes a bit of time to get used to and if you're used to long hair. but um... Yeah, I think it's, um, especially with all the, the Brazilian models, they all have long hair because it's, it's like one of the things we're known for is our hair. So for me to do it, like, I can't even imagine what my, my family in Brazil are going to say, because I haven't been back in five years. Um, so we're planning on going back this summer. So I can already imagine the comments like, why? Like, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Like, I don't hate it. And that's what's important. Like, I don't, if I'm fine with it, then it's all good. But yeah. it is, it's just like getting used to it and knowing how to style it, especially if you're going on shoots and there's no hair and makeup artist, you just have to do it all by yourself. And like, especially at the start. So how, what do I do? And it's, you can tell in certain images where I've done my hair and where a professional has, mm. especially at the start when it was short, because it's just, you don't really know, it's quite foreign yeah yeah it's a whole new thing to sort of get into learn and sort of yeah, yeah hate, like i say hate to style it um yeah we'll go we'll go on to the the next the next one was the um uh so i think this is a bit more of a jump in time so this is the the the, the manchester united uh adidas shoot um yeah so it was this this one's a bit more recent um how did this come about was this through the agency yeah so this one was through Jador, I believe. Um, and that was, I think that was one of the first shoots with my short hair. And you can tell it wasn't done by a professional <laughs> straight away. Well, I can. 
Um, and I saw the advert, the, the email, and I was like, oh, okay. So I know Adidas and Man United, obviously. I know who they are, but Pro Direct, never heard of them. And then I, I looked up and I was like, oh, okay. So this is kind of a big deal. Okay, cool. And then I was quite excited to do it. And it was only a small team. And I remember I got to the studio and there was a little cat, a set cat. And I was like, oh, it's just, it's so cute. <laughs> and then I got there and I met um, another model that I had only known on Instagram and he's with Shador as well. And one of the girls that were there were, she was from Shador as well, but I had never heard of her, but she was quite new as well. So it was quite nice that it was kind of switched. It wasn't me asking the other model for like reassurance. It was the other way around. She was asking me questions and stuff. I was like, this is so weird. Like, I know the answers to them, but I don't consider myself to like have that much experience. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was really nice. And the whole team, they were lovely. And it was such a like laid back shoot. Like we got it done so fast. And we were just talking um, at lunchtime and stuff about um, the YouTubers that they worked with. So like Chunks and Philly, I don't know if you know them. No. Um, yeah, they're quite big YouTubers and Pro Direct like sponsors some of their content or something like that. And obviously the team was talking about it and like how they are on camera versus real life and stuff. And that was quite nice because then I actually knew what they were on about, but that pro direct as a whole, I had no idea before I worked with them. And then the photos came out and I saw myself on the website and all of my, my friends from school, like the boys obviously that, that are into football, especially one of my exes, he was like, are you being serious? Because he's a, he's a Man United fan. And he was like, oh my God. And I walked into uni the next day and my one of my partners, the Italian, he was like, oh yeah, put that into the group chat just casually. Just didn't, didn't, want, didn't think to mention that one, did you? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's quite weird to me. But it was it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah, you you say about the the team. You say it was like a, a smallish team. What we with the image? What you yeah? When you're, you're looking at down the team, is it how many? How can you remember how many people on set? So it was the photographer, um, and then two other girls. That was the team, and then obviously they had I think it was nine models. Um, most of them were from Jador. Mm-hmm. I think it was just one that wasn't from Jador, actually. Yeah. Um, but I only knew Isaac. So, well, I mean, I spoke to him on Instagram and then that's when I met him. And he was lovely. But yeah, it was, it was a really small team. Um, but it was fine because we just got everything. Like, they were so organised that we got there. Our outfits, like, the amount of... Um, changes and stuff they were all laid out they explained how the day was going to go and then it was me and Isaac first we got our bit done and then we stopped for lunch because we had to wait for the other models to arrive 
because then they had to shoot their bit and then they wanted Isaac and I to stay for the group photos and that was it it was so fast honestly yeah quite so quite yeah quite chilled quite fast everything planned out yeah yeah it wasn't stressful at all yeah sometimes like the team can be lovely but you can just feel the tension with that shoot everyone was so laid back and like willing to talk and to just like no one was stuck up or anything like that everyone was so chilled so yeah, yeah. it was really nice it makes it easier um yeah definitely did, did they tell you much um what they wanted like in terms of poses did, like, did you have a mood board or anything like that or was it just really just go with the flow yeah no so they had a mood board because of the way the lighting was so they gave us an idea of what the images were were going to look like while the photographer did but in terms of like movement and stuff they just had like really laid back really chilled because for the the shirt that I'm wearing I'm wearing the shirt and the shoes the jeans are mine the jewellery like it was all mine they were like no we want it to be casual so just whatever you're comfortable with and they looked at my jeans they're like no we really like your jeans keep them on so yeah it was literally just quite free and quite just go with the flow is it is that something you get with on shoots quite a bit where it's uh like if you sort of you get asked to sort of take some of your own items or anything like that or yeah yeah they say that for especially test shoots um you have to bring your own stuff because most of the time it will either not include styling or makeup that's another thing actually like if you're not good at doing your own makeup then you'll struggle <laughs> because mm. the amount of times that I've had to do my own makeup and I'm I'm quite lucky that um during college I think secondary school college I got really into makeup so I was quite I was fine like I don't mind doing my own makeup and I just I've just done a test shoot and I posted some BTS and like some of the makeup artists that I worked with they all messaged me like oh my gosh your makeup looks amazing and stuff I was like funny you say that (laughs) it was me and they're like no way but yeah yeah but I love it um but in terms of styling and doing my own hair that's where I'm like man I hate it because they like stylists and people that are paid to do what they do they just know how to do it a lot better than me so sometimes I get there and they're like can you bring your own clothes I'm like, oh, why because <laughs> I just want to have like the stuff already there and because sometimes you just don't have like stuff that looks good on camera so it's quite basic and you can tell um when it's like my own because with the test shoots, I have this one bodysuit from Zara that I just, I always bring it. Because last case scenario, we go with that one. So I've shot in it multiple times because it's just, it's basic and it fits me well. But apart from like, apart from that, I don't really own anything that's like that I like to bring. So yeah, I'm quite basic. Just have like yeah, styling. a couple of items that are just like go tos all rounders. Yeah, the body yeah. Suit, that's, yeah, 
especially for tests and stuff. Yeah. When you when you're preparing for a shoot, do you, do you have is there any kind of like routines you have or anything like that in the morning or anything anything like that? I don't think so. No, I like if it's like just a strong coffee or something as well, or just to wake up. Oh no, I don't function without coffee. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it's it's bad. But um, yeah, even if I'm running super late, I will have my coffee, and it's just it's black, black coffee. Um, no sugar nothing. I don't take sugar with anything um but that's yeah and it's not the greatest and it's not the healthiest especially not for me because I've got like heart issues <laughs> I'm not allowed like a lot of caffeine but recently because of modeling I was on like three coffees and it wasn't doing anything because I, I like the taste of coffee I don't it's not because I can't function without it. It's because I genuinely, like, I'm addicted to the taste of it. And I was at a shoot and I was like, I literally, I can't keep my eyes open. I think it was a jewelry shoot and it was just obviously like my face. And I was like, I, I literally can't. So I had an energy drink and that was it. It was the first Red Bull. So now everywhere I go, there's a sugar-free Red Bull in my bag, like modeling. I don't drink it at uni, but it's bad that's, that's i think yeah i think that. the thing with like yeah coffee and caffeine and stuff like yeah you do start becoming a bit yeah. used to it and um like i say it's not quite having the effect that it has like no I, mean, I, I don't i don't drink much coffee now I, mean, I have like some of those little sachets and when i started having them it felt like such a big hit because i've never really drank coffee before and I really think, yeah and i think like I say over time i think it just it, it's almost like the effects wear off slightly but oh, yeah I was just thinking from your side as well, I think from what the model side, anything like that where it's kind of waking up, because I think you get there, you're always like one of the first team to get there as well and getting ready and everything. Yeah. And then you're you're straight into it, like in front of the camera and you need to be awake. So I think, because yeah. like I say, it shows and I think, um, yeah, so any, anything like it that. It definitely shows, yeah. Yeah, especially with my eyes. No, you can see anything. Like my eyes go puffy and then they start going red. And I wear contacts as well, which doesn't help. And it just, you have to keep up somehow. And <laughs> not, not doing drugs, but <laughs> so caffeine is, is the only thing that, um, that I have. But you do, I think, even if you don't like the taste of it, you just see everyone on set and it's either a coffee or a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And like the, pre, the, set, the shoot that I did yesterday, it was monsters. I was like, no, I wouldn't go as far as a monster. <laughs> I'll stick to Red Bull for now. But um, yeah, they're quite strong. Those, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't. I'm quite scared of them, to be honest. But no, but it's. I think if I wasn't doing this, I'd still consume as much. Probably not Red Bull, but coffee. I don't think it would change really because of like our culture especially the Brazilian size. It's just like, here, you're like, oh, do you want to come in for a cup of tea? In Brazil, it's like you go into someone's house and it's coffee straight away. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like dirty water is what my, my grand calls the coffee here because it's not strong. Yeah. It's literally the little filtered strong espressos all day, every day. It could literally be like eight in the evening and they'll be like, yeah, come in for a coffee. And... 
you'll have it and you'll go to bed fine it's literally part of the culture yeah so i don't think yeah well i think that i think it's yeah it's also going to be one of those things that yeah it's always on set because i think yeah sometimes like the energy that's required for, like, it, it can be long days as well i think um to constantly keep that energy up i think it's, it's definitely needed um yeah i think it dips a bit as well after lunch so obviously mm-hmm. depending on the lunch you have you just you feel like you need a nap after and you just can't especially if you're the model because the makeup artists will fit. I don't know how they always finish first, and they're like, "Okay, okay, okay touch up." I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then it's like, obviously, you have to leave lunch like ten minutes before everyone else, and you have to wake up again. You can't just feel like bloated or anything like that. You just have to keep on going. So it's like it's a coffee in the morning. It's a coffee after break, after lunch. To go home it's just you just have to keep up otherwise you just start like feeling it in your face you're like you're trying to stay awake for it especially if it's like close-ups and your eyes are just like down here and puffy you just can't have that yeah you can see it straight away and then you can you feel the photographers like are you okay <laughs> yeah well i get i get that similar feeling um from the top doing photography from that side as well i find that yeah when you have a lunch and there's that slump um yeah i I know exactly that kind of feeling and i think um i don't like to sort of sit down for too long or anything like that um during lunch so i think it's uh it can be a hard one to like overcome um but when when you are shooting is there there anything uh, uh anything you prefer on a shoot as well like certain types of music or um do you like the shoots where there's like a lot of energy or do you prefer a bit chilled as well I think it depends on what we're shooting, to be honest. I love a set dog. It could be like the worst shoot on earth. If there's a dog there, then I'm I'm fine. I'm literally, oh, it just, it brings me so much joy. Is it it too much of a distraction? (laughs) Oh yeah, I will be that person. Everyone will be like socializing. I'll just be sat over there with the dog. I will be, I'll happily be that person. Yeah, but it's always fun when there's a set dog or I think it depends on the shoot though but I I think I prefer when everyone's like on the same buzz and like everyone's energized and like there's no like sense of superiority do you know what I mean like you don't know I did the yeah it's out now I can talk about it I did the um the TFL Adidas and Arsenal shoot and I had no idea that the there were two ladies standing like in the corner and uh, observing. I had no idea they were like the big people, like the big clients, because they weren't like looking at you in a specific way or talking to you in a specific way. They were just fine. They were just there. Mm -hmm. Like that's a lot more, it just makes the day a lot better when it's like that and everyone's like, getting to know each other because especially with the models like you can't know everyone even if you're like with the same agency and I did that shoot I was I think we were all from BMA um but I had never met anyone there so um it was quite nice and like by the end of it we we had a group chat on Instagram and we still talk to each other now so it was it was really lovely 
so I do prefer it when it's like fast paced and you know okay let, let's go and you're like becoming best friends with the makeup artist and she's telling you stories about her dating life it just it just makes it so much fun honestly yeah yeah um yeah I think you say it kind of it takes the pressure off a little bit so like I say even if you're shooting for clients or anything and I think um, yeah you say if everyone's on the kind of same wavelength and everyone's got the same sort of energy I think it's yeah it makes it makes the day go a bit easier and you, you also get I think personally I think that you get the best out of people that way when everyone's more relaxed oh yeah and there's less yeah, pressure definitely. yeah definitely um the next image I'm going to move to is the um the Dora Larson one um so uh yeah same, same again with this how did you was this through another one through the agency as well yeah yeah that was my first ever um lingerie shoot mm -hmm. so that was way out of my comfort zone it still is like I still don't have all the pictures for that so my friends it'll come up on like sponsors on my friends Instagram and one of my friends actually sent me their latest video I was like I hadn't even seen that so thank you and I was looking at it and I was like oh that's that's pretty cute but like there are some pictures that I'm like I don't want to see that because obviously you, you just don't love every picture and especially when you're that exposed like I'm not used to it at all um it was quite weird seeing it like when it first started to come out it was just so weird and when people started sending me it I was like oh gosh like how do I feel about this but the team it's like it was all women um the owner was there and I didn't even know that it was one of those days as well like she was there um she was so like down to earth and I had no idea she owned the whole brand so yeah I went I went in for a casting in their office I think it was a couple of weeks before the shoot but part of the that launch that they did they had a mesh, a couple of mesh pieces, and it was obviously completely see-through. And when I went in for the casting, I saw the pieces and I was like, I'm not okay with this. But at the time, I, I literally said nothing. I just, I put them on because obviously it was only a casting. I was like, the chances of me actually getting this is like pretty slim. So it won't, it won't matter. I tried it on and it was fine. And then I get a call back and they're like, okay, they want you to do the shoot. And I was like, actually, <laughs> I don't want to do the, the see-through pieces. And that was like, it was really big for me because obviously I'm so shy and I'm like, how do I tell them that without, you know, like offending anyone and stuff? It's just not something I'm comfortable with. It's just too much exposure for me. And I told my parents, my parents were like, no, you just need to tell them, like, if it's meant to be, it will be. Just tell them how you feel. And I told them, I was like, I'm comfortable doing any other pieces. They, they were all fine. It was just the see-through ones that I just don't want to do. They were like, okay, no worries. And then they got back to the client. And the client was like, no, that's fine. We still want her. I was like, oh, my God. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So they were like, okay. Um, we'll book you for a half day so you do all the other pieces just not those pieces 
I was like, okay, that's fine. So I obviously went back. I was really, really nervous to go back and I don't know, get a certain vibe from them being like, oh, she doesn't want to do that. But it was not like that at all. They were so like chilled back and they understood it, obviously. And I went in for a half day and it was the loveliest studio. It was so nice. And they had like pampers arrangements everywhere. But I've never like it was so fast. It was so many different pieces. And by the end, by the end of it, like dignity was lost. Like it was just like on and off, on and off. It was you couldn't even cover yourself because you're so used to it. And there's so many pieces that you have to go through. But by the end of it, it was only I think it was 11 till five. I was so tired, so, so tired. Oh my gosh, but yeah, the pieces were lovely. Everyone was lovely and they weren't like rude or anything, but I didn't want to do that certain pieces. So that was my first experience actually like standing up for myself, which was, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, I, th I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing to point out as well. I think like mentioning that about, I think often it can be like in, in your head, it's a bit more where you're thinking, oh, I don't want to say because I don't want to offend anyone or it might, I might yeah. job or something. But I think, like I said, like you say there, it's a perfect example where just there's no harm in not mentioning it and saying that. And then I think, um, like you said, they, they just turn around and they go, that's absolutely fine. And I think a lot of the time it's kind of made worse in your head where you think, oh, no, they're not going to like me or they're not for whatever reason. But I think it's... Um, Definitely, that's one of the most, if it's something you're not comfortable with, definitely the, the most important thing is like, yeah, kind of, meant, even if it's mentioned to your agency as well. Um, and I think that really sort of, I think that's probably not like the best thing to do. I think also you're saying about the um, the amount of items as well, because I've, I've definitely done some shoots where you're shooting a lot of items and then it, I know the feeling yeah. it's at the end of the day. Do you feel, because I feel from my side when I'm shooting, it definitely, you get, you get towards getting as the day's going on and then you just feel like, you're almost shoot, sometimes you're shooting like for the sake of it and you just just to get the item shot and you're not really you're not really having much chance to sort of think about the image as much and all that do you find that from the modeling side as well when you're you like I say you're literally chucking items on and off and quickly posing do you just I mean it's it's obviously better when you've got less stuff to shoot and you can be a bit more creative think about stuff but sometimes yeah. that is kind of necessary when there's that many items and it's econ or whatever do you feel that it affects that that sort of side when you're modeling as well I think it, it, yeah, definitely. I think from the model's perspective, I think if you're not in a good place or you're not having a good day and you go in for an e-com shoot, it's possibly the worst thing you can do to yourself because you're going to switch off. You're not going to be present at all. And especially if there's e-com, there's only so many poses you can do without like being too creative. So see, they don't want, they don't want it to be creative. They want it, they want to sell the product at the end of the day mm -hmm. so I think it can be it it can drag a lot if you're not present and it just shows in the images because there's only so much you can do and if you're not like focusing on the actual images it's just like you're switched off and you can just tell like especially your body language and like your face I think the best thing to do is just not look at the pile because I think you start <laughs> counting down. You're like, okay, so I've got like three left. It's fine. Let's just push it. 
but if you're you look at the pile because with Dora Larson it was a huge like table and pile just stacked up there was no rail so you literally had no idea when you were going to be done but with other shoots I just look at the rail I'm like no don't even look at that like you'll be done when you're done because if you start like okay no I have three left and then we can go for lunch and you're just not going to be present and yeah I don't think it's the same at all yeah, I think I think it's the best tactic. I do the same. I think I've got it the habit of asking, oh, how much how many's left? And I think Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't want to know now. And because I also I've found sometimes you do that and then you get told and then sometimes some extra gets added on anyway. So it doesn't really Yeah. Really or it's matter. like how many left? And they're like, oh, just 20. You're like, what? Yeah. I thought I thought we were like halfway through. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um in, with shoots you've done, um, probably more with like test shoots and things like that, do you have certain photographers or other like members of the team like makeup artists that you've that you've liked working with? Have you shot with a few people like a few times before? Anyone you work with regularly? No, I don't think I've been in the industry long enough to be like, oh, I know you. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I did a um a I think it was a masterclass with the Inky List, the skincare brand. And I had done a paper shoot with the with one of the hairstylists that were working that day. So I walked in, and I was like, oh my gosh, I actually know someone. And that was the first time that that happened. So I thought like, oh, it's it looks like it's such a big world, but actually it's really not. Like once you start following people, I think Instagram as well. Once you start following people on Instagram and like actually working with people, you'll recognize them. Like, and even before you work with them, you're like, oh, okay, so you're that photographer or you're that stylist that did this and this. So it's quite, it's quite a small world when you, um, when you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't actually done a lot to say that. And it's already happened to me so I can't imagine what it's like for people that have been in the industry for so long but yeah I don't think I've worked with someone like with creatives for a lot of jobs to be like oh I've really liked working with them obviously there's people that you connect with a lot more and like talk to them on socials after the shoot and stuff and there's people that you'll probably never see again but I don't know. I I'll, I often find that me and the makeup artists we just get along so well. Like by the end of it, we're best friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think so. I think you'll be the makeup artist. Yeah, I, f- I find I think- that a lot. A lot of the time, I think it's because, especially on set, because they're probably one of the people, especially at the start of the shoot, probably one of the people who speak to the most. Obviously, yeah. Um, so I think I do find that a lot with what models and makeup artists tend to often like stay in contact. And I think um, in terms of the, with the industry as well, yeah, the big thing is it's building up contacts and everything. And I think that oh, could be yeah. a good thing. Like the more, the people you kind of work with regularly as well, um, it becomes one of those things then when, if it's whoever it is, if it's a creative director or a photographer or anyone, they go, oh, I need someone. And if, I think if it's someone, if you know them and you've shot them quite a few times, it's your name kind of pops into their head a little bit as well. And I think- Oh yeah, for sure. Know, yeah, it's literally one of the most important things is like networking in this industry. 
that no one talks about no one mentions it when you start mm. but like it's the most important thing like even if they they don't even know you but like so and so like the makeup artist knows you and the photographer mentions something they're like oh no I know this person and then she'll bring your name up to the photographer and they'll be like okay yeah let's get her involved like it's just so important and you can only network if you're busy and like getting booked and stuff so it's, it's really hard to like keep in touch and I, th- I feel like especially with London it's a lot harder because people aren't as friendly as they are up in Manchester mm. and I, I can't really like I'm quite used to like the London style because obviously it's where I do most of the jobs so I'm quite used to it so it's quite a shock when you meet someone from up north and they're like oh my god hi and it's the accent and like they hug you and stuff and it's like feels so nice (laughs) yeah it's most are you get do you get most of your stuff through is it in Manchester or is it London or is it a bit of mix um most of it's from the London agency I think but um that's because when I'm at uni I'm in Southampton and then when I'm at home I'm in Swindon and they're only like if I'm in Swindon it's 40 minutes on the train for me to get into London so for them to be like oh can you come to Manchester for a test shoot it's a bit out of reach Mm -hmm. whereas if it's London then I can literally be there in 40 minutes yeah so yeah most of the stuff is in London um but yeah I think it's quite mixed now because you have so many people from Manchester working in London now that you just you kind of meet everyone from everywhere yeah well I know a lot more people get and they are signed between like Manchester and London as well so yeah a lot of models as well signed with agencies in both well one of the shoots you did um it well it it is in Manchester isn't it It was the foot asylum shoot so that yeah that one is yeah so that's the next image I was going to move on to so that's that was um a recent one um yeah so with that one was 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 that in there that's was that in their studio in Manchester yeah I can't remember what the building was called but it's that huge building where they have the asylum JD and then like loads of oh the, uh, the shark project Is I think the- so yeah. yeah 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 it was huge <laughs> I pulled up to it I was like oh okay um but yeah that was so exciting but it took me four and a bit hours to get there I had to go there the night before um I stayed in a hotel I stayed in such a nice hotel I was like so see I'm not used to this at all like this lifestyle I'm a student I'm used to being poor and living from like toast so they put me in such a nice hotel and I've I only stayed there for the one night so I was quite sad that I didn't get to stay in the hotel for longer (laughs) but um I went there the night before and then it was a really start a really early start so I got to the set and it took so long for me to get my hair and makeup done because me and the makeup artist we just kept on waffling it was so funny because she was so nice and we could relate to like 
so many things that we both kind of experienced um and yeah and like everyone on set was so nice I had never worked there before and I think I knew one of the photographers that were doing another shoot like on the studio next to us so I knew him off of Instagram so when he walked in you're like oh this is Elliot by the way oh from Instagram hi and then that's how I met them and then I still have like all of the team that I worked with on Instagram and they were so lovely and the photographer he was doing digital and film which was nice because I, I love seeing like the film whereas I prefer that to digital because I, I just find it cool um so that was really nice to work with them and it was it was a really chilled day to be fair like it was the campaign was like the cozy club so we were just cozy like the outfits were were comfortable the shoes were comfortable and everyone on set were just lovely so yeah was was the type of shoot uh was it the same sort of thing as well with i mean because it comes across that in the images where it seems yeah really casual really relaxed and again as you're shooting was it just kind of that is it not really was it not really quick pace was it just more sort of no yeah. no we got the images so quick like we were meant to finish at five I think we finished at like half two three and we stopped for lunch so yeah <clears throat> it was really slow paced um because there was only three pairs of shoes that we needed to shoot but obviously each shoe had their own outfit um so the makeup was the same the makeup didn't need changing it was just the outfits and because me and the other model we kind of looked related <laughs> never met before <laughs> um yeah we were just we had like a nice interaction I guess a nice kind of connection so it wasn't like there was no friction or anything so they were like okay let's go we were just like lean on each other and it was just it felt comfortable which is what they wanted which is the theme of the campaign so I think because we were comfortable like me and the model together I think it was just really easy to get the pictures like that yeah how, how was it with working with another model as well was it do you find that does it help does it sort of say you felt like quite like relaxed because you both got on um do you find it's, it kind of helps with the shoot where you can sort of bounce off ideas with each other a bit and sort of poses? Um, I think that's the only time that I've actually had to work with someone, like, because with the the sports, no, not sports, sorry, Pro Direct, it was, <clears throat> sorry, it was the group, but it wasn't like we were interacting. We were just next to each other. Mm -hmm. um, but whereas with the Foot Asylum one, we actually had to talk and, like, you know, work together. I think that was really nice because the model was really nice, but I've been to castings before, which have just completely thrown me off. Like, I just, you never know what to expect with people because obviously everyone's trying to, you know, make it, let's say. So some people are nice, some people just genuinely don't care. Mm -hmm. So I'm always so scared to work with other models because obviously, especially if they've been in the industry for a lot longer or they have like a huge following I'm just so scared because I'm so shy like they could be horrible to me and I'd be like okay thank you <laughs> like, I just don't contradict I'm like yeah okay 
that's fine like I just I don't know I'm just so scared to have that experience because it just one you won't get like the best out of the the shoot and like the image you'll be able to see it in the images and then I'd hate for the client to be like why what is this and then yeah but luckily I've, I've only had positive experiences um maybe not on castings but like working yeah I've only had positive experiences and that definitely makes a difference it makes the day go really fast to be fair yeah I think it's it's one of those you can tell straight away as well when you're on set and stuff and if with the two if you've got two models and they turn up you can tell pretty early on if there's going to be like a decent connection um yeah and yeah like you say I think there's, there's almost nothing worse if you get there and yeah the models just aren't clicking but it's it's one that's it's very hard to even lot for casting for that because you can you're casting the models but then you're not sure yeah how they're going to react to each other so it is one of those things it can be a bit of a lottery but yeah I think like I say with this shoot you can you can see that it just seems quite relaxed and I think I think from your side as well you just you know it makes it a bit easier from your side you just know oh yeah she's going to be nice to get on with it's going to make it's going to be a nice comfortable day yeah you can literally tell straight away like especially if it's girls I don't know how it is with boys like I actually asked one of my friends you know, if it was the same for boys and he said it that it's not really obviously you get like people that are just rude naturally but it's not really that often that they come across it but with girls I remember I walked into a casting once and it was for quite a big brand it was for a makeup brand and there was I think it was like 25 30 girls in a room and obviously we all looked the same all black bag and I walked into the room and obviously I'm quite smiley I'm quite like hi <laughs> I walked into the room and everyone they were just all, all on their phones and it was like <laughs> I was like oh my god I didn't because I said hello to everyone no one said hello I was like okay I'll just sit over here and um, read my book and just wait but yeah. it was so jarring to be in that room with that tension because I was like what is the need like at the end of the day they're gonna pick who they're gonna pick like it doesn't matter if you're nice or horrible to me that's literally not gonna make a difference so why why choose to be nasty it's just so I don't get it yeah. but it's it's really you can experience really like unpleasant side of those that um well I was gonna say yeah I find it it makes like say that kind of choice of you can be can be nice and sort of small or you can be really sort of standoffish and horrible and I think it's just it makes the day a lot easier when you just when you when you are nice and when you're just friendly and um they say that the big thing like stuff with phones as well I think I've definitely noticed that even on kind of like shoots a bit and stuff as well and it's um yeah it can be like can be a big thing where it almost creates this bit of a divide and I think um oh yeah definitely yeah. definitely I think that was one of the main things that um Jador said on that first meeting that we had they were like just don't go on your phones one it looks unprofessional and two you can actually miss an opportunity and I took that on board like because obviously at home if I'm talking to my parents I don't go on my phone or if I'm with a friend I do not go on my phone everyone knows that um so at work obviously I try and do the same thing but it's so hard 
when because I consciously do it like I will go to have lunch with them and I'll put my phone in my pocket like on silent and I won't I won't get it out because I'll try and to interact with them but it's really hard when you have the whole team there and they're all like eating lunch and just yeah so, you, just, you feel like you're just sat there like sort of staring, yeah, at, like, staring at the phones yeah yeah it's really hard to just not blend in and just go on your phone but sometimes that is the case but most of the time if they can see that you're trying to make an effort obviously they'll talk to you and stuff and that's probably one of the reasons why I literally I never get BTS because I'm never on my phone at mm -hmm. work so <laughs> I remember my dad called me once and I was in the middle of a shoot and he never calls if he knows I'm working I was like oh my gosh something's happened so I call him I, I pick up I'm like, I'm so sorry guys I need to pick this up <laughs> I pick it up and it's FaceTime and he's just sat at home like hi like, dad what are you doing oh you're working I'm so sorry no I just wanted to talk and I was like oh my god I thought you were dying what are you doing <laughs> for that yeah so it is really really important to just try and get off your phone and stuff yeah yeah it's a really, it's a really good point to mention um with with uh yeah looking towards the future with everything coming up um are there any certain types of themes or concepts or anything you want to try and shoot or any types of brands that you're looking to work with um i have no idea if i'm quite honest because i had i did a um so i had my last exam on friday so a week ago and it it went it was just awful it was traumatic and I had work the next day on Saturday and obviously because I had that whole period of just stress exam stress assignment stress final year and now they're doing this thing where it's like okay so you're a finalist what are you going to do with your life after uni so there's all of that going on in like one part of my brain and then the other part is like but actually are you going to take this modeling thing seriously because at the moment you're just you know going with the flow so I literally have no idea because if I follow my academic path then I'll have like a stable job and it'll be fine but with modeling one day you're working one day you're not like there's no stability so this whole for the past two months I've literally not thought about modeling at all obviously you can't have like comparison and stuff like obviously I wasn't working but I had Instagram and stuff and I could see like all of my other friends like getting really good campaigns and you can't help but feel like you're falling behind and stuff so I don't know because now that the exam stress is finally like subsided and I can go back to being to functioning like a normal human I'm kind of thinking about it because obviously it is getting close to fight to you know ending the the modern languages degree part of my life um I don't know I think I'm so scared to even think about it because I want to take a year off for sure whether that's to travel or to just focus on modeling I definitely want to take that year off 
but at the same time I do need to you know pay my bills and stuff so am I gonna go and work as an interpreter because that's what I want to do with my degree or I don't know it's literally I think modeling is just luck and I don't have like one specific photographer that I'm like I need that's the goal I need to work with them because I don't know much about the industry still I don't like I follow obviously some people that I look and I'm like oh I really like the way that he works or that she works and there's certain models that I follow that I'm like okay she kind of looks like me and if she's doing well then maybe I can see how she's doing it Mm -hmm. so that I can apply it to to my own life and yeah but at the moment I think I found um one of the models that signed I can't remember what agency she signed with but I know that I followed the agency that she was signed with and I saw her and I was like she's walking for Valentino and she's she's not plus size she's literally a normal female but she's got curves and she's got like fat she's not like anorexic let's say I was like how is she walking for Valentino looking like closer to what I am I was like if she's doing it then surely we're we're taking like the right steps to evolve because that's part of the reason why I didn't even want to do the anything to do with modeling because obviously I'm not your average size like zero you know like I'm I'm Brazilian like I have bigger hips I have like I'm 90% legs and I didn't I didn't see that and all the Brazilian models that have made it like Giselle, Adriana they're all like they all have the same height as me they all have wider hips but they're all like very very skinny and I'm not so I was like well if I do want to take this seriously do I need to change these are all questions that I still don't have the answer to so I'll let you know when I'm once I know because at the moment I have no idea what I'm gonna do I know I have options but I think it comes down to luck like I don't know you can work with one client and then that one photo of you like just blows up I think that's how you like you can actually live of just modeling I don't think you can do it if or if you have like if you're lucky enough to come from quite a wealthy background then I think that helps you a lot especially at the start because I my parents are just we're from a, a normal middle class family in in Swindon in the countryside like I'm not wealthy let's say so I couldn't just ask my parents like oh dad can you just give me 350 pounds for a test shoot and then oh can you do it again though next week it it just didn't work like that because obviously I've always worked whilst I've been at uni but during lockdown I wasn't working because um I used to work for Ralph Lauren in the out and I don't know if you've been to Swindon but there's an outlet centre in Swindon I used to work there and that was the first year but obviously I didn't go back because obviously lockdown and my dad and all so I couldn't just drop like huge amounts of money on paid test shoots to build my portfolio whereas if someone from a wealthier background wants to start a modeling career they can they can literally get started like that yeah so that's all factors that no one tells you 
no one tells you how expensive it is to actually start yeah. and there's loads of scams out there I remember when I was researching like right at the start before Jador it was like oh give us £1,500 and we'll get you a portfolio and a contract and stuff I'm like do people actually fall for this mm. But yeah, yeah, it's I've I've heard yeah, I've heard of some of those out there as well. And I think I think like you said as well, I think um I mean it's the same on the photography side as well. I think it's getting into it, it's it's definitely a good thing to point out. It is it can it can be expensive. Um and it, it does it does feel like uh at first it is like a bit of a gamble. Um and it is a bit of that sometimes it's that bit of luck and let's say it's it's probably, it could just be working with the right people or whatever. Um but yeah, def definitely, it's it it can, it can. I think you just need to. It's really true. I think it's you just kind of have to. If you go for it, you just have to chuck yourself into it and go for it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you you mentioned about having having if you do have a year off or something like that. I think that that can always help and it can kind of help with your if you kind of figuring out what what path you want to take. Um, so that that's something that might help with that. But I mean, what you've shot so far, like say the camp, we've gone through some some of the campaigns you've done so far in short a short like, period of time as well. I think it's a good it's it's a good standpoint you've done well so far. So I think if you do decide to carry on with it, I think um, I think yeah, you've done well so far. So I do hope that it goes oh, on down that path. But um, yeah, I do I do hope so because I do genuinely enjoy it and. It's so weird. I probably shouldn't say that, but it's so weird because people, I don't tell people what I do at all. So if they, if they meet me out on like the street or if I'm grabbing a coffee with someone and they're like, oh, so how's life? I'm like, uni, uni, uni. And they're like, oh, but I saw on your Instagram, but it's a bit, oh yeah, there's that as well. I still don't tell, but it's so weird to me because in my head, I've got it ingrained that you're only an actual model if you like if you're everywhere if you're like Bella Hadid or Gigi or like you know those people mm -hmm. but it's so weird because I am because I've got the contract but in my head I'm still like no 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 you're just a student shush don't don't mention that because I'm scared of like the perception and like the switch that people can have like as soon as you mention that they just look at you differently mm. it's so bizarre especially like with the different cultures like in brazil it's very it's like centuries behind as i'm, I'm sure you know so still to my family they don't get it they really don't get it they're like so so wait are you a model no but like don't you don't you need to be skinny to be a model I'm like <laughs> yes yes and then now that I've like started to do more campaigns like the because obviously Adidas is worldwide like if I told them I don't know I did a Gymshark campaign they'd be like what and then I said Adidas and they're like oh okay no that's big okay so you're actually doing it and then with the Converse one and the the Cozy Club one it was like, even the picture though, it was just me wearing the shoes. You couldn't even see me. I showed them that and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and just to see that shift in their mentality, like, oh, okay, no, no, she's doing it. Like, 
it's just yeah it's just nice I'd love to do it full time but I think you do need to definitely invest a lot of time and money into it for sure yeah well I think yeah I think that's good good advice and good kind of thing to point out for people starting with it as well um but uh no like I say I, I, hope, I hope it all I hope it goes well and um whatever you decide to do goes well um but I'm glad that yeah glad that all the exams are done I hope the uh <laughs> that all goes well and everything uh, yeah you get the results you wanted yeah me too <laughs> <laughs>